Man's Best Friend Ira entered the house and hurried straight into the kitchen. As she put down her bags, she called over her shoulder, Jimmy, I think I should get you a dog. She washed her hands at the kitchen sink and pulling out vegetables and chopping board was instantly preparing dinner. So when Jimmy shuffled his way to the kitchen and asked laconically, Why? She had no idea what he was talking about. Why what, Jimmy? Really, it's becoming more and more difficult to communicate with you. How am I to know what's on your mind unless you tell me? It was late and here he was wasting her time expecting her to be a mind reader. Since his last retirement, he'd quite sunk into himself. She was more than a little worried about him, but it was also frustrating. My point exactly, muttered Jimmy. Why do you think you should get me a dog? He stood in the doorway, staring unblinkingly at her. Oh, Jimmy, are you still there? That was ages ago, she scolded. He studied his watch very particularly. It's not even five minutes. But forget about that and stay with the dog. I'll ask you again, why? Because you need taking out of yourself, Jimmy. You sit there in silence while I'm away. And you're so alone and lonely and grumpy. You'll have to look after the dog and take him for walks and you and he will become great friends and you won't be so lonely. I think it's a very good idea. Well, I don't. But let's take it point by point, he said. And she was instantly irritated. She always lost point by point discussions. But once he'd uttered that dreaded phrase, he would not back down she knew. So she chopped and sorted with only half an ear on him. First, there's nobody in the house while you're away. So whom should I talk to? Perhaps you would enlighten me? When you're here, I talk to you, don't I? What am I doing now? Second, I've done my share of moving and shaking. And if I've earned my rest, why should you grudge it to me? When I have cause to move, I move, as you well know. I'm not yet in my dotage, my dear. Third, I don't like dogs, which also you know well, or cats or any other creature before you suggest some other life form. I have no interest in taking it for walks and it would not become my friend. I would quite determinedly hate it. And fourth, while it is true I'm alone, I'm not lonely. What with the phone, the computer, the TV, my music and books and the bits of work you set me every day to make sure I have something to do, there's never a dull moment. Now, I hope that's the end of this nonsense about dogs. But thank you for your concern, Ira. I know you worry about me. All I can say and I've been saying it till I'm blue in the face, is stop worrying. I'm fine. Ira had her prep done 
and the dinner was cooking itself so she had the liberty to discuss the matter she was not going to give in so easily jimmy needed taking out of himself he refused to join any of the men's clubs he said the old fogies there bored him stiff he'd get depressed and sick she just knew it and that could easily be prevented if he'd just say yes to something for a change she leant back against the counter folded her arms aggressively across her chest and glared at him i'm going to tell you what i heard today and then you'll understand why you need a dog don't be in a rush to say no you know simran the girl with the gray eyes her elder sister lives in punjab and has three kids the middle one is a boy and the elder and younger are girls this boy i can't remember his name let's call him tej he always wanted a pet he loved dogs but would have agreed to a cat or a parrot in a cage or a goldfish in a bowl but his father always said no and the poor chap was very unhappy about that but the father almost killed a dog one day reversing out of the garage there was ho halla in the house the boy bundled it in a towel and insisted they take it to a vet and since he was feeling guilty no one wants to kill an animal even by mistake the father agreed he'd broken a bone which the vet set right and they brought the dog home because they couldn't just send him out into the night with a big fat plaster on his leg jeet looked after him and what ira broke off and asked as jimmy waved to her who's jeet asked jimmy the boy jimmy i told you you said he was tej tej or jeet or whatever his name was he looked after the dog fed it and cleaned up after it and you know everything everything they kept him in the garage but everybody including the father slowly became fond of him seems he was a good-natured chap always wagging his tail we can find one like that for you too okay 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 let me finish the story so after 6 weeks the plaster was removed and he was pronounced healed and on the way back the father said they could now drop him off anywhere and what was his name the boys she asked jimmy tej he reminded her yes tej he started crying buckets cuddling the dog and weeping all over him and saying they could just drop him off anywhere too in that case the long and the short was the family agreed to keep the dog i think they should have said yes to goldfish when they had the chance but now the boy was too fond of the dog the same could happen to sorry i won't go there yet so since he's now officially a pet he's allowed inside the house and being a frisky friendly fellow his tail is always wagging and he's jumping about with no consideration for all the lovely things simran's sister has not house trained so you understand dirty stuff too things got broken and damaged carpet was soiled even the sofa the silly fellow didn't know anything one day the boy came home from school and the dog was squealing from the garage untied him to take him into the house but his mother 
that's Simran's sister, was standing there with a face like thunder. No entry for the dog. Put him back in the garage and come in and we'll talk. Seems the dog had jumped all over the place and smashed all the dishes that were drying beside the sink and then made dirty all over the house running from her. She finally caught him and put him outside but there was so much cleaning up to do and she was just fed up. He had to go. She'd have got rid of him herself but decided to give the boy a chance to say bye-bye. He was not to enter the house and the next morning he was being sent off packing and that was that. There was a lot of crying and fussing as you can imagine but Simran's sister was adamant. He had to go. No further discussion. Next morning, when she went to wake the boy for school, he wasn't there. They discovered him in the garage, cuddled up with that dog, tear marks streaking his face. He refused to get up, only moaned in his sleep. So she leant down and shook him to find he was burning with fever. Sent for the husband and the child was carried in and no one noticed that the dog crept in too. The child's temperature was 103.5, so the doctor was summoned. Meanwhile, they sponged him down and tried to get him to drink cool fluids, but he was delirious and thrashing around in his bed. Slowly, the tension on the boy's face ebbed, and though he was still out for the count, he was calming down. The dog, that no one was paying any attention to, stayed fixed at the foot of the bed, incessantly washing the boy's feet with his tongue. The doctor arrived and bent to casually nuzzle the dog as he entered. He washed his hands and examined his patient, but the temperature was already a bit down, even if the boy hadn't yet swallowed any medication or gained consciousness. The whole story tumbled out. How they were to get rid of the dog and the night out in the garage and everything. The doctor was sympathetic to both boy and dog. He informed them that the continual licking of the feet would have helped bring down the temperature. He left a prescription and asked Simran's sister to report back in the evening, but he thought the crisis was over. The best advice he could give was to keep the dog. He looked a charming devil and to tell the boy so. It was sure to speed his recovery. It seems they took the decision easily, Jimmy. They had no idea how much the dog meant to the boy or how devoted it had become to him. It literally saved his life. They told the boy over and over that he could keep the dog and promised him they wouldn't get rid of it. And whether it was that or something else, the fever came down and by late afternoon he was ready to sit up and drink something. As long as... The dog was beside him. And that's why, Ira punched home a point, I think I should get you a dog.